sharing with us those readings. It helps help bring perspective and, and the whole counsel of God and his view concerning where we are today on this Transfiguration Sunday, Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 to 9. Open your Bibles if you want to and follow along with uh, note cards and you take uh, notes as well on the back table if you have them. Please be joined with Jesus, Peter, James, and John on this mountain of Transfiguration, a reflection of what we, uh, what Moses and uh, Nahab and Abihu experienced on Mount Sinai and what Peter testified to. We were eyewitnesses of the glory of the Lord. What does that mean for us today, here, now, on this plane of life and and living? Do we exist here now or or not? You're familiar with with sign waves, I'm sure. They're a a, a scientific tool that can be used for measurement. Uh, They also can be used to to talk about life and where we find ourselves being living. Sometimes we find ourselves at these peaks joyful times. We don't want them to end. We take pictures and try to burn them into our memories so that we have them down the road. But we also know that that following peaks comes a downhill and oftentimes with with cross. We know what those troughs are like. They're challenging. They're difficult. They test our faith. But life is like that, isn't it? It's got highs and it's got lows and we move through these sine waves of, of life and and sometimes we find ourselves uh, in a particular place and, and our, our lives intersect with somebody where they're in their particular place. And, and oftentimes that's not the same. I'm down, they're up. They're up, I'm down. Right? Is that the same thing? You're up, I'm down, I'm down. You're up, I'm up, you're down. There we go. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> well, anyway, all right. And we go through life of living like this with, with one another. A description, the sine waves can be a description of life where one, if you're in the bottom, you're hoping and living that knowing that things can only get better. Right? This is as low as it gets, I think, or I hope. But things have got to get better. But when you're at the top, don't you often find yourself anticipating things getting worse? We'll get to Transfiguration in a second. It's got to get worse somehow. We've got other shoes to drop. And so we, we find ourselves in this fluctuation of life. What do we do with that? How do we live this thing? as God's people, maybe not in a cross, maybe not always on a peak, but consistently in in planes in life. We find Jesus on this Mount of Transfiguration, and for us, it comes to the end of what we call the the season of Epiphany. It's been one of troughs and peaks, highs and lows. It began, if you remember, with that peak of the star, the light, leading the Magi to visit Jesus. And those magi, Gentiles from a foreign land, representing you and me, are welcomed before the very manger, the throne of the Lord, so to speak, uh, are welcomed into the, the good news that the Messiah, the Savior, would be revealed. We travel through this epiphany season, then down into some, some troughs, joining with those families of Bethlehem, all the sons, two years old and younger. Years have passed for us just a week or two, and we reach the peak of Jesus' baptism. This is my son, whom I love. Listen to him. I'm well pleased with him. Listen to him. Uh, Very similar to what we heard today on the Mount of Transfiguration. And then immediately, Jesus is driven off into the wilderness, a deep trough, being tempted by our enemies. 
who we overcome, and we find ourselves there too. Now we're up on another peak. We find, or we use the hearing about the kingdom, the reign of God, and truth and teaching uh, as that impacts our lives, the followings of, of the Lord Jesus, and now here we are. We're on this empty mule team. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. And there he was transfigured before them. Metamorphosized. The word is the idea. Jesus is metamorphosized before them. And there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Matthew tells us that it was after six days that uh, he took the disciples up to uh, this mountain. Now, remember where they were six days before. And, at, and during those six days, they were in a fog. In fact, they were in one of the lowest points of Jesus' ministry, this place called Caesarea Philippi. It's biblical name, or it's just modern name, I should say. It's biblical name of Caesarea Philippi. It's modern name of Daniel. And it was the place where the gods claimed they lived. There was a great cave in Daniel. And there was a, there, there is, to this day, a spring that comes forward. It's a lake or a pond. And its depth is unknown. You never be able to measure it. And that Jesus day there at this place, this temple to Pan, animals would be thrown in for sacrifice. Sometimes babies, children too, would be thrown in as sacrifice to God and drowning and then descending into the pit. It was a place of, of pagan worship where Jesus was not welcome. Neither were his disciples. The Jews, Caesarea Philippi was an anti-Jew Jewish place. It was a place of Gentiles and, and uh, Jews were nervous in this trough of spiritual darkness. And Jesus is teaching to them about the kingdom. And on the one hand, Peter reaches this peak when Jesus asks them, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. <laughs> wow. And, and then Jesus goes on to say, well, this is what the Son of Man must do. He must live among them. And they'll suffer and die. He'll rise again. But all of this is a short trip. So what does Peter do? And he goes from this to a trough to confession. No, Lord, this could never happen to you. All of it. Up and down. Peaks and troughs. One second high, the next so low. In the darkness of this place, he still decided to talk to them. And it was after six days then that Jesus led them to the mountain. So to go from that trough to this peak in life where he was transfigured before them, his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. No wonder Peter was was saying to the Lord, it's good to be here. Let's see how long we can keep our breath. We don't know. Have you 
had a week of ups and downs, a, a month, a year, of ups and downs, and finally get to a spot where you could breathe a little bit, things are good, stable, maybe there's even some great joy that you're experiencing, boy, I sure miss it back. I don't want to go back to that song back in school. That's what normal everyday life is, but maybe let's just preserve this moment. So Peter says to Jesus, good, brother Jesus, so if you wish, I'll put up three shelters, one for me, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. I can do that. I can very quickly relate to the prayer of Peter, what he's longing for, what he's wanting, how he really would like to serve the Lord in this capacity of, of putting up tents for you. I, I don't, I'm not worried about me, but for you, Lord, it's great. But is that really where we need to be today? experience and see the joy of the Lord as Peter, James, and John did? Was there, what, was there a testimony of their faith and life that they were courageously waiting on? They were right in the right secret? Sure. But, but were they called to stay here? Are we? Am I called to stay just in this good time, this comfortable, this easy time, this joyous time? Or is there life beyond that? In fact, maybe here's a, a theme for us to ponder much as I want to make this peace moment last, is this really what I need? Maybe what I want, but is it what I need? Because to live at the peaks of this life would never be, it would be never to experience the peace of heaven. Too much pause. Can the journey down, the journey back up, or faith It's in the living in the plain where Jesus becomes real, his forgiveness, his care, his presence. It's in the difficult and challenging times that faith is put to work. And as the Spirit says, work of your salvation. And we come to know Jesus faithfully as our Savior. Yes, the glory is there. And we will be in that place of glory one day. But now, we get to see Jesus face to face. And a voice came from heaven speaking, this is my son whom I love. And that voice even interrupted Peter. Peter, I'm, I'm going to put a block here on your life. This isn't where you need to be. You may want to be here, but this isn't where you need to be. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to listen to my son. I'm well pleased with him. And so in the midst of that moment, uh, Peter, like you and me, think we're, we're longing to do the right thing, but it isn't what we need. It's what I want. The Lord God interrupts. Wait a minute, folks. Listen to me. This is what I've got in mind for you. This is my son. So, when the disciples heard this, they fell face downwards to the ground, terrified. Here they are on this peak of the glory of the Lord, this, this moment that defines their life and living. And even on that peak, they have a problem. They find themselves before the face of God Almighty through Jesus, and they're terrified. You may want to stay on that peak, but it's not what you need. Because what you need is to walk with my son where he is. He is shaped and formed you for his good, for the glory and care of his name. He who has worked for you the forgiveness of your sins and brought you from the trough of condemnation 
judgment of death of And then leads them down the mountain. And Jesus would instruct his students by telling them, Don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. He's already telling them there's going to be another cross that we have to face. In fact, he's already intimated for them that it's going to be a cross and there's death that they're going to experience death. Peter, Peter is denying it. go down now into life and living from this peace today, from the peace that we enjoy in the presence of the Lord, to intersect with people where they are. My sign wave of life and living isn't the same as your sign wave of life and living. When I'm up and you're down, and when you're up and I'm down, we just intersect with one another. And with people that we meet every single day, because of where we are in the Lord. Whether I'm in the trough of life, you still love me, still walking beside me, and feeding me. And when I'm at a peak, Jesus loves me. He's walking with me, and he's leading me. And up and down we go in the, the sine waves of life, and we just intersect with one another, and the encouragement prayers, the hope, the, the loving and embracing with one another that is mine. That's one reason why we can't stay in peace. Even though I love you, you need to be I'm called as a disciple of Jesus to be intersecting you, each other, people in my neighborhood and community where they are. That's where we need to be. As we come down the mountain into life and living from these peaks, we should carry the message of what we know.
that victory that he claimed in power to the Gentiles of the world. I may want to stay on the beach of the Sierra and the New Jesus where the life and resurrection of Jesus Christ makes a difference in people's lives. We come down from this mountain into life and living, grasping the truth that one day going to stay there forever. That's where Jesus is. That's where we need to be. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us to this day of transfiguration of, of Jesus to gather us on this, this peak, to see his glory, and to be joined in that, that moment of praise and honor to you as you, you relate the truth of your Son to us. This is the Jesus that we know as our Savior. And yet, Father, we also know that we need to move off this mountain into daily living. Sometimes daily living is like a deep trough. This is just an experience. But we find ourselves, Lord, by your calling, intersecting with others, the message that we know and carry in our hearts, that hope and glory that one day this sign wave of life is going to be done. It's going to be Walk with him and trust him every day in your sign ways of life.